from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you, my friend? Great, Jordan. How are you doing? Doing very, very good. Uh, we're going to have a very fun conversation today. Uh, in the second half of our conversation, we're going to talk about a brand new venue in Madison and what that means for Milwaukee ticket buyers. But first, we want to talk about Milwaukee concerts from big Milwaukee names. There's three artists who I would say are very well known outside of our borders here in Wisconsin who all have shows this week. Yeah, they're all breakout artists, and they're all uh, playing at town at certain kind of like milestones in their careers, uh, which I think is interesting, too. So we'll start with Willie Porter, who's playing at the Pap Cedar this Saturday. Uh, Willie, of course, is a veteran singer-songwriter, been doing this thing for 25 years. And this is actually the silver anniversary celebration of Dog Ear Dream, which was his big breakout album that led him to doing tours like Tori Amos. And, and really, without this album, he wouldn't have had this really long, impressive, uh, accomplished career. We also have the same evening vinyl theater at the Rave. Uh, these guys have kind of come up at the Rave, and they're headlining a show uh, this weekend as well. Yeah, so they'll be at the Rave that same night uh, as Willie Porter's show, and they're uh, touring behind a new album called Star Cruiser. What's interesting for vinyl theater is that they uh, were on Fueled by Ramen. They're right. no longer with that label, but at the same time, uh, you know, I think people for the outside might think, oh, well, you know. The, the goose is cooked or whatever I don't know yeah you know but they're not because I think Star Cruisers actually uh, as an album is their strongest album you know they, they've been really good at, at creating hooks and their live shows are really really fun really electrifying um, the lyrics haven't always been the best and uh, on this album there's some kind of you know some bumpy lyrics too but this is more of a kind of a directly emotional vulnerable album there's there's some uh, lyrics about anxiety and it just feels more relatable I feel like if people are gonna go to these these shows, Fans are going to have something really kind of more meaningful to sing along with uh, at those shows with these songs. So really excited to see them uh, with this new phase in their careers. A name we haven't talked about on the segment in a long time. In fact, I was wondering when we were going to hear from him again. Danny Goki is playing at the Paps Theater on October 3rd. Yeah, and this is interesting, too, because uh, Goki, of course, everyone remembers uh, Milwaukee native uh, who was uh, a finalist on American Idol uh, in 2008. So it's now been an official. It's been 10 years. A decade uh, since Goki kind of became this big household name, and people might remember there was this giant, you know, Milwaukee kind of parade and celebration for him right. ten years ago, and yes, he was just a was. huge, huge deal. Uh, what's interesting is that this uh, right now, his Pap Cedar show, is part of his very first headlining tour. You know, what's what's interesting is that in in the ten years since he was on Idol, a lot of you know first place people, runner ups, yeah. uh, they 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 you know they've kind of disappeared. Uh, you know, American Idol didn't didn't survive exactly. that full decade. Right, exactly. You know, the show so ended and now it's kind of back. Uh, so it's it's definitely an accomplishment for for uh, Goki to be able to actually have a headlining tour. He started as a, kind of a country artist, who's kind of a questionable career choice. Went into Christian pop, and that's really his lane. He's been really thriving in the Christian pop world. And so now he's finally headlining his, his first tour, and I'm suspecting there'll be many more headlining tours in his career. So another article you've written, Piet, uh, that I'm very excited to talk about next. The Sylvie is an opening in Madison with Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, the first band in the room. We're going to talk about that show and what it means for ticket buyers in Milwaukee and beyond next on Tapped In. Stay tuned. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. pride, pride, pride. This week marks the first show for the Sylvie opening Thursday night with a sold-out show from Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats. Yet we've talked about the Frank Productions deal and what it means for Wisconsin, but let's get a little bit deeper into this story as we talk about uh, we're 
walking into a new venue in Wisconsin today. Yeah, so this is kind of um, the the cherry on top of the the Sunday essentially for uh, FPC Live, which is a merger of the Majestic in Madison and Frank Productions. Yes. Uh, and they've been doing a lot of major moves. We'll talk about the Sylvie, kind of the, the biggest move, really, possibly, that they've done, um, is that it's it's a brand new, built from scratch, 2,500-capacity venue, uh, largely standing room only, uh, with some seats kind of up in the balcony. Uh, you're supposed to be like 100 feet from the stage, even in the farthest back. Um, and it's just, it's basically, their their thought is that by having this kind of venue in Madison, it'll create more concert opportunities for Madison to have this type of venue and this type of capacity. Uh, but as I mentioned, you know, Frank Productions has been making tons of waves in Madison, uh, just really big moves at, within the last year. Uh, you know, last year they uh, took over the High Noon Saloon yep. and bought that. Uh, and then they also merged, like I mentioned, with Majestic. Um, so they kind of folded together. The Majestic became part of, of kind of the Frank Productions, uh, again, with this new name, FBC Live. Yep being part of their new venue, um, you know, they also took over uh, operations at the Orpheum Theater uh, in Madison, and that was part of a major deal where Live Nation uh, bought a controlling interest in Frank Productions. Um, so now they have, I think, 51% of the company, and Frank Productions was uh, one of the largest uh, independent concert promoters in the country. Um, so for them to kind of, you know, they, they, they're they still an independent company, right. but uh, with this Live Nation merger, you know, it, it it's certainly significant in the sense that from their perspective, they feel it gives them more kind of clout and inroads to, you know, make more money and do more tours and things like that. Um, so, again, lots of moves going on here where they've basically not only become a bigger concert promoter player, but in Madison specifically, they've really become kind of like almost like the, they've got done this Pap Cedar group approach almost right. and really kind of dominated the venues, uh, the venues there and the concert scene there. So, of course, now we're talking about a 2,500 capacity venue that's opening. And the Sylvie is a standing room, which is unique for the Madison market in the sense of this many tickets being able to be sold for a standing room only thing. This is a first. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's a different kind of venue. And, you know, like I said, they, they kind of have a lot of different bases covered. They've got the High Noon Saloon, yep. uh, which is 400 capacity. They've got Majestic Theater, which is 600 capacity. Uh, they've got, um, you know, the Orpheum as well, which I think is 2,200 seats. That's a seated venue. Seated, yep. Uh, and then they've got the Sylvie as well. Uh, you know, they've been doing shows at uh, Bree Stevens Field as well. Uh, and then they've been taking over, you know, they've run Freak Fest yeah. uh, since 2007, I believe. So, yeah, lots of things here. And, you know, what's interesting is is uh, what does this mean for Milwaukee? I think that's kind of the big question for, exactly. for listeners. Milwaukee, interestingly, especially the Pap Cedar Group, which I think is kind of, you know, if you want to consider a Milwaukee group that's kind of a rival. It's a parallel. It's a parallel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, parallel is a better word. Um, but the Pap Cedar Group, within the last few years, they started doing a lot of shows at uh, Collectivo. Yes. The Collectivo on uh, Prospect. And that was kind of... I'm talking to Gary Wood about that in an older story. He mentioned, you know, Madison was getting all these kind of smaller shows, yep. and they felt like that was a way to kind of stay competitive yes. and get those kind of smaller shows. Ideally, that's, you know, pleasing those booking agents to help with future venues and future bookings mm -hmm. for bigger venues. Those artists that are small, if they keep growing and growing and growing, they might, right. you know, consider the PAPS or whatever for bookings. Um, and that, But he also mentioned, too, that was kind of their way to stay competitive compared with Madison. Um, so I feel like that was kind of their approach to uh, what was going on with with Frank Productions, with FPC Live, taking over all these different venues in Madison. Because when you have uh, one major player controlling all these different spaces with all these different types of rooms, it definitely makes them more of a, a competitor in a way mm -hmm. or, or makes them more appealing, uh, streamlines a lot of operations to make Madison potentially a stronger concert market. 
Which is already strong as well. Exactly. And I was going to say, I mean, artists of all different sizes have been going to Madison over Milwaukee over the decade plus that I've been in this industry yeah. that we work in. And uh, this is just going to be another situation where, okay, the 2,500 standing room, that's a unique thing for southeastern Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So you think about, again, if that's, uh, we're looking at Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats opening this venue tonight. Uh, if they were playing in Milwaukee, they would be in a room with seats, likely. And if it wasn't at the Rave, it would be a place that was a theater with seats. Yeah, so there's there's that, too. And and again, I think, you know, Madison was certainly, has been and continues to be a strong concert stop. Right, right. But there was a time, especially when the Pap Cedar Group was starting out, where it was, you know, tours are kind of choosing between Madison and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee became a much stronger venue because it really started out with the Pap Cedar, then Turner Hall, and the Riverside kind of went in there, now Collectivo. Uh, and that's in addition to everything that's been going on at the Rave and now obviously Pfizer Forum. And right. there's, just, there's just so much concert activity happening in Milwaukee. Uh, it was kind of a, a correction, a course correction, essentially. What's interesting to me is that looking at the Sylvie calendar, um, it doesn't seem to be impact. It's not like it's necessarily taking shows away from yeah, Milwaukee. It's just adding. Which, yeah. which, I, which I think is really interesting. It's basically giving more opportunities for concert goers in in Milwaukee and Madison to kind of jump between the cities. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think for a while it's positioned as, as an either or, one market or the other. But a lot of the shows that are happening at the Sylvie in this first run have happened in Milwaukee recently or are happening. Uh, Nathaniel Rateliff, you mentioned, yeah. they played uh, the Rave, the sold-out show in May. Uh, the Decemberists played uh, Riverside Theater, I believe, yep. this past spring. Death Cat for Cutie uh, is a sold-out show happening in October yep. at the Sylvie. But Death Cat for Cutie is coming back to Milwaukee and playing yep. the Rave That's the right. Ballroom in December. Um, Kip Moore, uh, Greta Van Fleet, uh, you know, Garbage played a couple years ago. Uh, Lav is opening for um, Ed Sheeran at Miller Park. You know, a lot of these artists that are booked for the Sylvie have come to Milwaukee recently or are coming to Milwaukee still. So I think it's really interesting that it, it really seems like these these venues can coexist, and I think it can make Wisconsin in general uh, an even more competitive and, and appealing place to come to for tours. So really excited to see what the future holds. Your thoughts, your comments, your opinions are always appreciated. You can hit us up on RadioMilwaukee.org or JS Online. And of course, send us a message on Twitter. Send us a message on Facebook. And thank you for listening to Tapped In. Tapped In is produced by Tyrone Miller and handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org, on iTunes, or anywhere that you listen to your podcasts.